For Midwest Guys presents The Night's Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast. Night gathers and now my watch begins. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realm of men. We watch, we listen, and we remember. The past is already written, the ink is dry. I thought he was the man to lead us through the night. What I do. I drink and I know things. I believe men of talent have a part to play in the war to come. I will never set it You could have another client go steps and take that seat. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. They have no idea what's going to happen. The real war is between the living and the dead. And make no mistake. The dead are coming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Night's Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast. Today, we'll be reviewing episode seven of season seven. We're finally here. We're apologized for being a little late on this, uh, but we had some uh, some issues going on, but I think we're all back together. So. Scheduling conflicts. Scheduling conflicts and all. But here to help me break it down today is Mr. Brian Ankebauer. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. And my brother Aaron. Yeah, man, how's it going? Pretty good, dude. So we're all here. We're ready to go. So uh, let's just dive into the season finale of episode seven. Uh, we kind of start off with a. It's kind of a show of power, I guess, by Khaleesi. Mm. You see the the unsullied kind of standing outside of King's Landing. Yeah, I was King. actually kind of surprised because I thought they were still like, as like a, stuck yeah, at Ca- like, Casterly Rock. Me too. And then yeah. there's like, nope, not a cast of the rock. Well, but I guess they just walked back. Okay, so I've noticed several, they have a really bad, like, time frame issue with, like... I feel like it's worse how, with this season. Yes. Like, like more so like, than any of the other. Like, how fast things happen. Like, like the last episode we saw, mm-hmm. and uh, they sent the one guy to run back to the, back to the wall to tell him, you know, so they bring... Um, Bring uh, what's McCall with the with the dragons to help. Mm. <clears throat> he managed. So what McCall is there running, and then they yes. wanted to bring much McCall back to the wall. Right, and he was there for like it took him three seconds to get to the wall, but it took them days to get where they were. And, right, and and they they had to have sent the raven with the message to get to her first. Yeah, and then she had to fly the. It's back. not a big area; it, it's just it, the terrain makes it difficult to cross. And it, and it all so birds move super yeah. fucking quick. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> by the flight of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a map person too, and it kind of drives it drives you nuts because of how quick, especially how quick they can sail from Dragonstone in the south all the way back to the north in the wall. I mean, it's it was like, so fast. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. Why do you take the land? Why are we doing this? Apparently, yeah. the current is really strong. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's it a water slide. It just circles around. Yeah. Apparently, there's a water slide. <laughs> like a lazy river. Yeah. A water slide. I mean, it's just, Napoleon. It's just weird. I mean, and then bringing this up, and you see the Unsullied there, and it's like, how like, the heck did they get to that fast? Well, it's just funny because, like, 
it's been a few episodes since they've been at Casterly Rock. I just assumed they were surrounded outside it so they couldn't really leave too easily. Well, I, like, I assumed there was actually forces standing in their way, and we never actually really see them walk back. Well, to be fair, she did attack the forces at the Battle of the Loot Train, so... Oh, I thought they had other, like, forces. I'm sure they still outside. have some, but, I mean, she did some serious damage. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, there maybe. was a large force that was wiped out in that scenario. And to be fair, Castellier Rock isn't too terribly far from King's Landing. But, yeah. but yeah, I expected to see a battle outside of her trying to kill the Unsullied. Maybe mm. they decide not to because it's supposed to be a peace meeting. Mm. Even though it's she's a, showing... It's a bad way to start a peace meeting. Although basically. she's basically setting it up like, if anything happens to me, we're going to sack, you know, King's Landing completely. Because mm. not only do you get the Unsullied, then, you know, you get the, uh, the, the Thraki right mm. up behind them. Which is kind of funny because you actually have the Unsullied that are very line formation, yeah. very rigid. And then you just have the Unsullied like, we're going to go around all this shit. It's just like it's a we're fucking gonna, party. We're going to fill in with a you know wild horde in between these you know yeah. military firm lines. But it's just, it, you but would it think one would like throw the other one's pacing off, but it doesn't seem to. It's worked for as far as showing power, anyway. Because yeah. if, if you thought you weren't fucked before, <laughs> now you're really fucked. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. not dealing with the two existing dragons. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of uh, being fucked, <laughs> they go inside, and of course we've got Braun, and he's loving how he's being called Lord. He's on a power trip, apparently, yeah. with the oil, because they're boiling oil. Mm. <laughs> he's like... You need to double that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're making, it's not enough. Yeah, you yeah. might want to get twenty. Make it twenty-four. Yes, my lord. I love it when they call me lord. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all get over it. Uh, it was that was kind of funny. I, I really like that back and forth between him and Jamie. Oh yeah. It really. Well, I mean, he, he's always a character that's good for the uh, good mm-hmm. dialogue. So yeah. yeah, it worked out pretty well. And then they go on their whole little thing about Cox and how. That's what men fight for, and how do you fight without a cock? And, yeah, you know, there's like, that joke about, like, that's essentially what, have you ever been with soldiers? Pretty much they spend their monies on whores. Whores, so. That's it. That's kind of, Jamie's like, like, if they don't have that, what what are they doing it for? And then Jamie has that epiphany, he goes, maybe it really is all about cocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, next scene, we move on to, uh, they arrive at King's, we have the arrival of the fleet, or not, well, I guess her fleet or her entourage. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Jon Snow. You've got... Uh, um, uh, Brienne. Brienne. Tyrion. The Hound with the White Walker. They're all there except for Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. So um, they're all sailing towards uh, Castor, towards uh, uh, King's Landing. Yeah. So, um, and then I like Jon's line. He's like, why would you live there? So... Because he's apparently never been in the city before. Oh, yeah, there's... Outside of mm. the Wall and outside of Winterfell. Yeah, he's always been in the northern, more countryish place. Like, Winterfell's the biggest area he's been in. Yeah, yeah like, you can tell. Like, you're looking at it, and it just looks so dark and gloomy. And it's yeah. like, why would you live there? Because yeah. he has countryside and everything else. And it's like, oh, I have land to breathe mm-hmm. and everything yeah. else. And this looks all so confined. Congested. Yeah. And he even says there's millions of people there, and he's like three million people there, and he's like that's more than there is in the entire north. Yeah, <laughs> combined. I well, think I mean that's like... generally the interesting thing with metropolitan areas is like you mm-hmm. look at major cities now, and like it can be the size of entire states or entire countries. 
Yeah. And I liked uh, Tyrion's line too. He goes, well, it's, it's, there's a lot of work there and the brothels are far superior. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a pretty good reason. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's what makes the world go round, right? I guess. That's, I mean, if we're going in, back to the first scene, then yeah, yes. Yeah, it kind of, uh, kind of goes along with that. Yeah. That seems to be what they're driving home here. Um, then the next scene, the kind of the hound makes his way down, and he just kind of kicks the coffin with the uh, White Walker in to make sure he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. because he wasn't moving like anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just kicks it, and all of a sudden, the damn thing just shakes violently and shrieks. Yeah. And he yeah, was taking a nap. He was comfy. <laughs> you know, if you're a White Walker, you might be undead, but you still got to get that occasional well, power I mean, nap. A coffin or a box is probably your. You're probably at home. I would think if you're dead. Even if you're the walking dead, I would think. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you just got bored and just took it out. (laughs) It's like a bird. Just like put the little cover over their heads and it's like, oh, it's night. Yeah, exactly. Um, So next scene, they're off the boat and they're walking and uh, we have kind of a reunion on the road. Uh, Mm. Braun kind of meets him on the road and says he's to escort him. Yeah. It's um, actually kind of weird we didn't get this sort of scene like a few episodes back, to be honest. Like when you have um, Tyrion meet with Jamie. Yeah, but I think that was just kind of like a, you couldn't have like a huge meeting. He, yeah. he, Tyrion was sent to set this whole yeah. thing oh, up. Oh, no, it's just, it's, you would think there would have been like a word or two or something. Oh, like between Braun and Tyrion. And yeah, all that. you never really had that in yeah. a few episodes before. But it, so it is kind of nice to actually get it at this point. It is. It's, it's kind of nice because you've got, you're bringing all these characters back together that have had there's just a vast history now after seven mm. seasons of material and yeah. they've all intertwined you're like oh yeah that's right they were together back in season three yeah. and blah they did this and you start you know mm-hmm. putting it all back together it's like when you actually see i think it was the last episode where you have jorah and Tyrion having conversation together yeah you're like oh shit they had that entire road trip thing yeah, i forgot totally about that i forgot about that and you know right off the bat it's uh Tyrion and Podrick. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're talking and he's, Bron comes up and goes, yeah, he can suck his magic cock later. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious. Yeah. Just that, that's the sort of joke that just hit firm with you. Yeah, I did. I was just like, this is, it, it keeps breaking up with guy humor. It's what it is. It's yeah. All guy humor, right? But it was funny. Um, just you like the characters giving each other a lot of shit. A little shit, yeah. You know, that's what we would do, you know, to each other. Like, right. You know, how you doing? Fine. Fine. Hey, suck his cock later. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said anything like that. To well, you know honest. what I mean. It's kind of guy jabbing. Okay, Game of Thrones guy jabbing. There. All right. All right. Although next time I see you, I might say, hey, what's up? Suck my cock. Just to break up things. Yeah. Hey, cocks. You want to take it to the next level? You just suck a bag of magic cocks. Yeah. (laughs) That's our next (laughs) T-shirt. Suck a bag of magic cocks. Brought to you by Ford Midwest guys. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a lot of gay porn linked with this. All right. So, uh, Brienne and the Hound. Another reunion. Mm. And they're kind of just. It's kind of like to me. It was like they had like this conversation about um aria aria and it was just kind of like how's our girl doing yeah you essentially know? like it was both kind of like oh she's doing good yeah yeah like both showing concern about the yeah like they're like parents walking down a, mm-hmm. a road yeah. together or something talking about their kid like the way of college or yeah something, you know either that or like separated parents and they're yeah. just trying to like catch up on like how both sides are doing things yeah well, she's doing good. You know, he's like, well, I'm not going to get in her way, so you don't yeah. have to worry. You know, everything's fine. So, 
just good, you know, character interaction. Yeah. You know, between the two, obviously. Because um, they were former adversaries and now... Oh, yeah. Just I mean, she almost killed them. They both had... The funny thing is they both had her interest at heart and the Hound more in a strange way than her. Hers yeah. was much more noble, but still. Yeah. So. Um, and then the other reunion, of course, is Tyrion and Bronn, which I found was interesting that Tyrion had offered Bronn twice the money to switch sides. Yeah. At one point. And then, you know, Bronn goes on about, well, I've delivered you into the hands of her Cersei, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, th- I, th- I think it was, uh, it was more of a, one of those, you know, friendly jabs at him that he knows he'll do stuff for money. Right. So he was like, you know, I'll give you, tw- I'll give you twice as much if you jump to our side. <laughs> exactly. And he's just, but it's it's fun, and but you know, Bron kind of counters him. He actually makes up a good point. He's like, the way I see it, I just delivered you to her. You know, mm. who did it? Bron of the fucking Blackwater. That's who. Yeah. You're gonna give me fucking statues. <laughs> exactly, and that's what Terry just goes. It's good to see you again. You know, yeah. Like, Aha. You know, it's good to know you're, you're still, still the same. Still the bastard. same son of a bitch that you were. All right, so. Um, the great meeting at the Dragon Pit. So that's our next big scene. Um, Out of curiosity, did anyone know there was a Dragon Pit outside of King's Landing before this episode? Because I did not. I don't remember it. I remember them talking about locking up the dragons, but I yeah. don't remember there being like an actual like domed. Yeah, like I knew there was like thing. the whole little like thing underneath King's Landing where they have the giant dragon skulls mm. and shit like that. Yeah, I was not aware there was an actual like fighting arena thing outside of King's Landing. Yeah, I always. I've never seen that on the fucking map. Now it's not on the map, but I don't remember, like, I thought that was just locked up in a dungeon. Yeah. Kind of like it was when, back when she was across the sea, mm. and she had done the same with the other two dragons. Yeah. I thought that's what they did. Yeah. I had no idea that they had, you know, locked them up and used them as sport. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, threw like slaves just, to them or something, you know. Yeah, it was just weird because, like, I don't ever remember that being mentioned. I'm not against it. It's not a bad addition to, like, the whole mythos of it. Right. Just, don't recall it. No, it it, it, it kind of caught me off too, and it took me a while to figure out that there was once a dome over this thing to keep mm. them in, inside it. Yeah, and it was it wasn't just like an open arena. Well, like that's it what was I, now. That's what I was trying, I was trying to figure out. It was like so. At first, I thought it was like, oh, they're gonna go. They're going to the Coliseum. Mm. Right. That's you what know, I thought. And I was like, oh, and then the, and then they they made it out, and they're like, oh, well, this is where the dragons. Blah blah blah. And yeah, they like, start talking about it. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, and then, and then my other thing is, is how do you keep the dragons from not attacking the people in the stands watching it? You don't. It's a good question. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you like, just hope the dragons are aggressive enough with each other that they don't really give a fuck about who's ever there. I mean, it's just it didn't make any sense. But to me. Like, like, if you have dragons breathing fire at each other, like even if they're not intending to hit the audience. There's probably going to be, like, a stray fireball here and there, right? Well, like, don't get me wrong. Like, so, like, in ancient times, you go to the Colosseum, those walls are, like, you know, mm-hmm. 12, 15 feet, 20 feet tall, right, from the ground to the first level? Or is it taller than that? It's probably a little taller than that, but okay, yeah. But, but anyway, so there's a big gap there. So, and you throw lions and stuff out there. Makes sense because the lion can't get to you if you're down that low. Right. These are fucking dragons. They fly. So, I don't care how big your wall is. They can still get up there. It's like... Well, you're that or like who goes to watch this? <laughs> well, not only that, someone who's willing to take a risk. No oh, shit. It's but, like, well, I got nothing else going on for the rest of my life. Fuck okay, it. Let's see how this goes. That the dragons breathe fire. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the other thing. If Not to go off too far on a tangent, but you're putting chains on them, they breathe fire. Metal melts in extreme fire. Um, these oh, guys so, have extreme fire. So Yeah, like they're... Uh, it doesn't take long for them to reach very high temperatures with Dragonflame, apparently. Yeah. Which and the only counter out. they really make to this is that in time, the dragons kept getting smaller and smaller. Well, right, because they were confined and yeah. couldn't, you know, be... Yeah, they were more or less malnourished. Right, exactly. At some point. So, like, at that point when they're the size of, like, dogs... dogs like, okay. I kind of see it. But they built it because they said because they were roaming, they were flying out and killing people and eating sheep and mm. God knows And there are, that. like, lower layers, and that's that's fine. Like, it makes sense where, like, they can actually do contain them in a dungeon-like thing. It's just the actual gladiator arena aspect yeah, that, of it doesn't that seem doesn't, to work. That doesn't add up, and I'm like, we just, we witnessed something later that we'll talk about later about them destroying something, a dragon destroying something, and I'm like, how would they not just blow the fuck? the dome up even if it's steel cage over top of it they would yeah go. even if it's stone it's gonna go yeah at some point unless we're going with the inbred like retarded malnourished dragons <laughs> well, yeah if it's anything close to the dragons we see it's gonna fuck everything up or a roar but like even the first I mean, essentially the first generation of dragons yeah. even i don't know i i, I don't want to go too far off on a tangent but I, i'm with you I'm with both of you. I agree. I was like, huh. Okay. Um, it, it, it might not necessarily be like that important to note. It was just an odd thing. No, it just, it, it's easy to put your imagination to work and go, that would never fucking work. Yeah. The mechanics <laughs> this universe provides suggest that is not functional in this universe. No. Especially with how fast things fly. In this. <laughs> it's, it's, that too. Birds yeah. fly so fast. I mean, dragons really fly fast. Apparently there's time portals. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, flux capacity. If you look at Ron, that might be the case. <laughs> yeah. Because that, like, the the old three eye raven might still be him thing. Like, I don't. Oh, Bran. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see if there's a full circle effect going on there yeah. or not. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens to Bran. But so far, like that, that's a weird time thing in general. We'll talk at the end of this episode because. It could get really, really interesting. So, um, hold on a second. Just hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shit. Where's the pause? Yep. So, so I guess we'll. Fi- I guess we'll figure out if it does go full circle with Brandon Three Eyed Raven. We will. I. I've got. Like I said, I've got a theory. We can talk about it about predictions and our yeah. pre- at the end. We'll talk All right. about it, predictions at the end. Yeah. Predictions for. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Very good. So moving on. Let's talk about the actual meeting. Um, so, uh, Pod and Bron, Bron kind of go off to talk. Bron's like, "Let's get the hell out of here." <laughs> yeah, talk. I guess they didn't want to be on screen or some shit. Well, he's like, "Let's let the high highborns talk. Let's go get a drink at mm. a bar." And at that point, uh, at least for a second, I thought, "Okay, this is where the trap trap." Oh is yeah, sprung. like you yeah. think he's just going to like stab him, or he's going to go off and here comes the army mm. and, to, to get everybody else. Yeah, yeah. trying to get him. Yeah, it does yeah. definitely give that sort of like red flag, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, 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 red flag for me too. I was like, mm. ah, fuck. Yeah, I think it's supposedly there's like some issue with like some of the actors, like him and like uh, the actress to play Cersei or some shit. Like apparently they don't put them in scenes together for some reason. Who, Braun? Yeah, the guy who plays Braun. They don't like each other or something. Yeah, some shit like that. I didn't hear anything about that. Really? Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, something along those lines. I don't remember the details, though. I didn't hear that either. Huh. That's interesting. A real yeah, live. Yeah, so, because supposedly rivalry. Braun and Cersei have never actually been in a scene together. No, actually, they really haven't. I mean, he's been close by. Yeah, but he's never been in the. Yeah, actual supposedly scene. they they don't put the actors uh, together, together on screen for some reason. Hmm. And both <laughs> I don't hear that, or like they just don't get along, or something. I will not work with her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch. No. Um. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, speaking of Cersei... Uh, that throws my prediction out of the window. Oh, your prediction. <laughs> because they can't be in the same scene together. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> so, Cersei does eventually arrive, though, uh, with the, the, the great meeting. Yeah, um, the mountain. She kind of walks by her brother and just kind of gives him the death stare. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you may not have killed my child, but you still killed my dad. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Essentially. She sits down, and there's still no Khaleesi yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, then there's the, uh, then there's an interaction. Then, uh, um, the hound decides to approach the mountain, which is super fucking funny. Actually. Did I it, love the scene. Did you, what'd you love about it? Just the, Oh, I just find it so fucking funny. There's that line. like, I may look like shit, but you look so much fucking worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the fact like that he almost, like he almost wants to like beat the shit out of him and kill him. And then he just looked at him and was like, Oh, time fucked you over way more than me. <laughs> But you, I liked his line, I don't know about you, Brian, where he goes, he says, uh, you know who's coming for you, right? Mm. And I think he's talking about himself, that at some point these two are going to square off. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously going to be next season now, but still. Oh, I mean, I'd love to see kind it. Of a little, little foreshadowing. What do you think, Brian? You yeah, think I it? mean, you, you could tell that, that that tension was there. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was a funny tension. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Yeah. And then he, then he kind of jokes with him and he's like, Basically, like, you look like shit. Who died and came back? You did. You didn't even get the good resurrection where you still look normal. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so after that, finally Danny shows up on, you know, Drago. Because, of course. Right. Big entrance. Huge entrance, right? And uh, sure enough, you know, she lands and makes her big entrance and then... Uh, as soon as she sits down, then Euron kind of goes off on Tyrion after Tyrion stands up and goes on his whole thing about, well, you have been dead in the Ironborn Islands and mm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we, uh, we throw you off cliffs, essentially. Yeah, just kind of being an ass, really. Pretty much like, you look at the beginning of like 300 where they start throwing babies off cliffs. Like, that's what he wanted. It was just, it was funny, though, because he was such an ass, even Cersei had to put him in his place, though. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, later on, that's kind of hinted at being kind of a ploy, but but still, yeah, she's still kind of. I won't say she she doesn't stand up for her brother, but she puts the other guy. It's like, dude, sit, sh- the sit down, guy. shut up, shut or up. go fuck off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. So he so fucks off. So, do you think Cersei has anything in that twisted head for like any kind of protection of for Tyrion at all, or do you think Not it's really. all a ploy? Or I mean. She never seems super affectionate with Tyrion anyway, like, even though they are siblings, like... Right. She is kind of her father's daughter in some regards with that. She so. is cold, but I wonder if there's maybe somewhere in that yeah. twisted... I think I think there is a little bit. Um, it's one of those... And it's, it's one of those, he's my brother to hate mm. and fuck with, not yours. You don't fucking touch him. Right. I'm the one that's going to fucking touch you know I, mean? I get to kill him. Yeah, yeah, one of those type of things. Yeah, yep. That's exactly what I think, too. I, I, 
I really do. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if that, that even plays out or not. I just, I, it just got me thinking about it when I watched that scene. I was like, huh, I'll be damned. She stood up for him in, in a roundabout way without actually doing it. I mean, she's putting mm. him in his place, but she's keeping him from attacking, mm. keeping Euron from attacking Tyrion, essentially. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. <clears throat> so, um, and then John gets up and gives his big speech and basically just saying, this is just about living. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I'm not here. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. I yeah. You know, this is just about survival. This is about who sits on the nice fucking throne. throne. It's can... about which one of us gets to survive. The end of the day. It's yeah. If we don't all work together, we're, we're fucked. Hmm. Um, so <clears throat> obviously Cersei doesn't believe it. Yeah. You know, well, this is all children's stories and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm off. You know, <laughs> he says, "Hold my beer." <laughs> Essentially, yeah. And she, you know, and the, but Danny says, "We offer you a truce, nothing more, mm. until the until we deal with this. This is all this is." Mm. So you know, then we'll go back to killing each other afterwards, kind yeah. of thing. And then, and then that's when the Hound goes and gets the White Walker out, which is a pretty damn cool scene. Really. Yeah, it is. And I was surprised when they let him let that White Walker out, how close they let it get to Cersei. Yeah. You'd think that her... Yeah, dramatic her, emphasis. Well, you would think her big bad bodyguard, yep. the the mountain, would have drawn his sword at least. He didn't yeah. even do that. He, would, he was like, he couldn't really figure out what it was. He was just taking time analyzing it. I think he, everybody was just taken back, even even Mr. Zombie himself. I yeah. Well, think that was my other... I was thinking was... Maybe the fact because he is kind of like a zombie that he doesn't even recognize that that's a threat. That it was a threat because it's dead. She yeah. has to tell him it's a threat. Yep. She has like to. He has to order. actually give the order. Yeah. Otherwise, well, could he doesn't be. do anything. I never yeah. thought about it like that before. That's possible. Because he goes. I mean, like he'll he'll interject. Well, <clears throat> not so much that she has to give the order, but that he can sense. He can sense if somebody's alive and is a threat. Mm-hmm. He can sense that. And right. He, he'll interject himself. Yeah. But that's it's dead. So how is the dead going to, you know what I mean? So it just doesn't compute anymore. Right. So maybe he's very simplistic in mind now. Well, I mean, he doesn't really talk, so... Right. kind of gives the impression of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could be wrong. It, just, it might not give him the opportunity to show I mean, he's his ob- intellect. But... I mean, he's obviously gone mutant, or at least in some point, whatever the fuck it, they, they, he did to him, the, yeah. the maester did to him. I mean... Hey, he's got a... He's got enough to work like his midbrain. I don't quite know if its higher functions are still there. Yeah. I mean, he's got the basic instinct, maybe, and that's that, right. that's it. Um, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it from that point of view, though. So, um, <clears throat> The funny thing is, like, it got so close to her, and yet she, <clears throat> while freaked out about it, seems the least concerned about White Walkers after everyone else in that meeting. Because even Jamie's like, oh, shit, yeah. Fuck it, we're done with this game. We're, we're moving on. Are you talking about what you mean, Cersei? Yeah. After even after she sees it, yeah, like the White Walker comes that close to her, and she seems in the least phased of it by the end of the episode. She looks to me. She looks afraid. She kind of does like a back up in her chair kind of yeah. thing because it's coming right at her. Yeah. But yeah, it's she doesn't have like afterwards. There's not that total fear. Yeah, you don't have she what retains... Jamie has at the end of the episode where it's. Oh shit! Yeah, this could be game over for fucking all of us. We need to fucking deal with this. And I don't know if that's just Cersei trying to maintain the queen role, mm. you know, the aspect of who she is and who she wants to present. Yeah, right. right. She doesn't herself. want to seem vulnerable. 
Right. So I don't know. Of course, if I had seen that, I'd be scared pretty scared right. shitless. But <laughs> if you have an army that the more it kills, the more it grows. Yeah, that's it's something you want to fucking deal with pretty quickly. Right. So eventually, the hound she sees this thing get cut in half, <laughs> and they cut off its arm. I like how the maester picks it up and just immediately starts studying the hand. Yeah. It's like oh, fascinating. How can I use this for research? Yeah, he's like, how can I replicate this? This is a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, there's no fear in his eyes. It's no, just, no. He's like, oh, they gave me the best research subject ever. Happy birthday to me. He, he pretty much until he grabs it back from him, right? But yeah. yeah, he's immediately just like studying it, fascinated with it. It's like, how does it work when the nerves are disconnected? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like a mad scientist, like doc, yeah. Dr. Frankenstein almost. Kind of, yeah, I mean. Which he is. It's really. good for his character. I mean, like, it makes sense. He's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I know. It's just. <laughs> I Like, I'm almost in some way, I'm sure, like, he doesn't care who wins in that scenario. He's like. Living dead, living, yeah, it's fine either way. Yeah. And then John explains why well, you can burn him or you can kill him with dragon glass. Mm. Odd question. Yes. Do you think the White Walkers can turn the mountain, who's undead, into a White Walker? Well, that's the question is, what is the mountain? We don't know. We don't know if he's really undead or if he's just in a trance. Or like or just heavily mutilated. Heavily drugged. Like, I'm pretty sure he came back from the dead, right? Well, he was very heavily, he was badly wounded. We never really saw him die, per se. Yeah. After he crushes what you call his face in, he just kind of flops over. Yeah. And he just doesn't move. We So it's not really clear if he's tr- okay. truly enough. dead. It, you know, not to use the 30th anniversary of the Princess Bride. Almost dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said bluff. He said bluff. Anyway, um... I don't want to go down that road. Anyway, uh, you don't want to just inject this with as much Princess Bride. Not as really. Possible. No. <laughs> Enough. No. 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 Anyway, half them have fun storming the castle. All right. Um. All right. So yeah, <laughs> you can burn him or you can kill him with dragon glass. Now, was it me? Maybe I just don't remember this right. But when Sam killed that White Walker seasons ago mm. with dragon glass, didn't the damn thing shatter? I don't remember. Or did it just did he just stab it like John did and it just stopped moving? I don't remember. I could have sworn it shattered like when just when John like when John used his Valerian steel, the same thing. I thought it was oh, the same okay. thing. I don't remember that, but it's possible. Maybe I don't know. I just don't remember. I couldn't remember I wasn't sure if you guys Nope, I don't remember. No, no I, I'd have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'd have to too now, but Alright, just wondering. Um <clears throat> Yeah, that's right. You still haven't seen season one. Wow, you're really missing out. Okay, especially this season because they keep referencing season one. Right, that's why I don't think I need to watch anymore. You're like, I kind of got it. I don't know what fucking happens. You really should. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's going to have another season, like half season thing, like this one was. Yeah. So again, John goes. You know, this is the only one. It's the only war that matters. Uh, You know, we must win or we become the undead. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 essentially. And that's when Euron claims that he's going to sail away. He sees this. He actually asks, I'm sorry, he asked if these things can swim. He says mm. no. So he's, he's like, like, well, I'm going to my fucking island. I'm gonna Fuck s- you guys. Yeah, I'm going to hang out on my island, which actually makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, well, nothing to kill here anymore. Yeah, I'll just I mean, let, yeah, let him like, kill you. And then, yeah, he's like, I'm going to my island. I suggest you go to your ships. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll see you you cross back to the other side of the fucking sea and you let just leave this place by itself. We'll just leave this continent to them and we'll see you later. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, really. <laughs> I mean, in just a way. Fuck out. In a way it does, but... Unless they can build boats. No, but they build, they, they freeze the water. That's hence the reason why that on the map, that whole section was frozen this this season. Mm. Well, the, actually, they... the edge of the wall. You know, it's funny you said that. That was only for, like, a couple seasons, apparently. Because when I looked, I've been watching. And sure enough, they got it on Frozen again. So, I don't know if they... It was an error well, that that happened. How's it an error? I mean, like... Well, you I know just, what I mean? Like, how does that happen? It's an error. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to foreshadow. Maybe they're not. I don't know. They don't really talk about it. No, it's it. just one of those things. Sometimes they change little minor details on it that you don't really notice. Like, um... Yeah. With the actors and actresses named in the beginning credits, like they'll have little symbols next to them. But there actually have been times where, like, one actress or actor will actually have different symbols depending on the season. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It it's a the debate shall go on, I suppose. Um, but like, the Night King at least seems sentient enough to like kind of understand how to do things, make things, whatever. Yeah. So like, he could just build boats. You would think, or he could, you know instruct the more dumb ones to build boats. Well, if he can instruct them to pull a dragon out of the sea uh, with chains that just happen to miraculously appear. But I still, I still pissed off. I still hang up on that. I'm like, where the fuck did these come from? Up there in the north. Just, they got all those fucking chains from. Yeah. So like, you're on great or thinks he's fine until he sees like the fucking giant ghost ship. I it, it it's, it's still like mess. the fucking Titanic with the undead. See, they weren't there first, but then they sent the ravens to go get them. <laughs> <laughs> and they brought them back so fast. See, it's just that sticking point with me for this season. It's like, but you see, where the fuck did the chains come from? I don't know. There's gonna be an episode in the future that explains. explains. It's like, oh, I yeah. want to know. Damn it, you need to explain it. <laughs> Anyway. It's just we're gonna go with that. It's a post-apocalyptic thing, so there's just a lot of shit just frozen. In frozen, the yeah, that they happen to know where it's at. Yeah, just lots of remnants of our society. Luckily, it was still there, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, some shit like that. Yeah, fuck that. I want to. I want a backstory on the chains. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, just, just want to know where they came from. <laughs> there's just a giant castle in the north for the Night King. They just never bothered. Never decided to show it. Yeah, kind of like Vader's castle. They just now decide to show it. Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So, Euron says, "I'm out of here. Peace." <laughs> He's like, "This terrifies me. I've seen a lot of strange shit, but this, <laughs> this is ridiculous." This takes the fucking game. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm gone. Um, and then finally, Cersei gives in. She accepts the truce. Kind of. Kind of. She says, "As long as the King in the North will stay out of it, between my truce between me and Danny here, mm. I'll accept." And then, of course, John being the noble dumbass that he is, mm. instead of lying, says, reveals that he's, like he did in the last episode, at the end of the last episode, that he's already pledged himself mm. to uh, to Queen uh, Danny there, to Khaleesi, so. And then Cersei was like, well, fuck it, I'm out. Yep. Walks out, and then, then I like how Brienne stops uh, Jamie there, mm. in that whole scene. She like, grabs like, you need to talk to the queen, dumbass. She's like, fuck loyalty. Fuck O's. Yeah. Fuck everything. You see that thing? That thing was fucking terrifying. Fuck honor. This fuck is survival. The fuck the houses. That's all out the out the door. And for Brienne to say that, yeah. that's a big, big damn deal. Yeah. When someone who comes across as the most honorable fucking character in the entire thing is like, 
Oh shit! Yeah, this is uh, this is bigger than that. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, she is the closest thing to a true knight in this whole story yeah. so far. And yeah, to hear her say "fuck all that," <laughs> this is serious shit. That yeah, that really drives the point home. You know, of course, you know he doesn't get that. He's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to say?" Yeah, and just kind of walks away. But I thought that was a good scene. Oh yeah, yeah really it's a great point. fucking scene for Brienne. Yeah, very much so. Um, <clears throat> and then of course Tyrion and Danny just parade john <laughs> just like it's politics lie <laughs> why can't you lie <laughs> tanny's like i here you're i really like your loyalty but uh yeah i really wish you hadn't done that yeah i lost a dragon here asshole <laughs> you know wait wait all you had to do was say that you were just gonna hang out at your house that's it it's your- all you had to do <laughs> And you he had one job. And of course, John goes, you know, when people quit telling, making their word mean nothing, then, you know. Yeah, he has a very honorable, noble Mister Mr. Noble, Mr. True to Heart, Mr. Mm. True North, that he is. Um, although, maybe a little misguided at mm. times. Um, yeah. So. so, eventually, of course, Tyrion goes, well, we're fucked. <laughs> we're pretty much fucked here. Um, yeah, he's not wrong. No, he's not. And uh, they're like, well, how do we fix this? He's like, well, I guess I'll go talk to her. Hopefully I live to see you again. Yeah. She does want to kill me, you know, in yeah. case you forgot. Everybody just kind of hang out here. I'll be back. Maybe. And they do. They just hang out there. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I thought they... Oh, I'd, I get, know, right? I'd get back on the fucking ship. Yeah. <laughs> or the like, dragon. Okay, war's back on. We're going to get the fuck out of Dodge. Right, but exactly. No. Yeah. But no, they're just hanging out for like a good... What seems like a couple hours. Like, so this dragon pit's pretty cool. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll leave you a rowboat. Um, <clears throat> we're out. <laughs> but now we're going to stay in enemy territory in a completely isolated place where we can easily all be wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, it's a good spot it's like, to be surrounded, yeah, right? It's yeah. Just, it's, thank goodness they don't have bombs. They can just drop right in the middle and- yeah, clean house. Right. yeah, it's not like they blew up an entire citadel. I mean, it's not like they could send soldiers in and completely surround them and then just kill them all. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that either. So, all right. So let's talk about the Tyrion in the next scene, which is the meeting between Tyrion and Cersei. Um, I love the little back and forth between Jamie and uh, Tyrion mm. beforehand. She's like, "Have you talked to her?" No, until she kicked me out. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't go well. (laughs) You know, she told me I was an idiot to trust you. And Tyrion's like, well, I'm an idiot. I'm meeting with the most murderous woman in the history of the world. So who's the idiot? Yeah. I mean, by the time she starts blowing up half of her own city, it's... She's pretty much the Mad Queen at that point, right? Oh, she's beyond the Mad Queen. Like I said, she's like... To me, at this point, her character is very uh, mob-esque. She's mm-hmm. a mob boss at this point. Yeah. Just how she deals with her enemies and, mm-hmm. and has that. And how she can th- fix it with money. Yeah, money and and how she's just, you know, she thinks of, she lies and how she lies awake at night trying to figure out how she's going to kill her enemies in the mm-hmm. most brutal, most, you know, theatrical way, you know, yeah. possible. Yeah, it, so, yeah, she's very mob-esque to yeah. me. Which would... Make her a murderous woman. Yeah. And I like how him and Jamie end their conversations. Well, I guess we should say goodbye one idiot to another then. (laughs) Which, I mean, there's a lot of characters in the show where that probably applies to. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Tyrion walks in, obviously, and they just kind of trade insults back and forth. Um, it's very tense, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, you know, <clears throat> and Tyrion's like, I'm trying to keep her from destroying you with fire, by the way, moron. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she could have just burnt down this entire city. It really wouldn't have taken her, like, a whole lot of effort. But, you know, it was me. And then, of course, she hits him back with, well, you killed father, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. it's this whole back and forth. And, like, he responded with, well, he always kind of hated me, and he was going to kill me for something I didn't do. So it's kind of self-defense. But, and he goes, but I, despite all that, I hate myself for it, mm-hmm. you know. And <laughs> and then she brings out, well, when you killed him, the vultures came, so you might as well have killed Tom and Marcelo. Which, Which I feel is reaching a bit, but it is. I, I see your point. It is reaching a bit to me. And then finally he just goes, okay, so kill me then. I I killed your father. I killed your children. Just do it. <laughs> just be done just with be it. Just be done with it. If you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> and there's just like the scene and she's just like real tense. And then she just sighs and back in her chair. Yeah. And Tyrion's just... Goes right for the wine, which is classic Tyrion, I think. I would, too, though, at that yeah, point. Like, I'd want a glass of wine. Well, I mean, so. he could die at any moment. Yeah. Why not? He just put his life on the line. I I don't know about you. I'd want a beer or something. Brian, what do you think? Well, I mean, it was like a sigh of relief that it has like, oh, shit. Thank God. Yeah, yeah right? Exactly. <laughs> so, here's a key point in the whole thing. He gives her the glass of wine, hmm. which, of course, she doesn't touch. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes about how he loved the chair... Loved her children. Yeah. He always know. actually did give and that impression outside of outside, the one. Outside of um, Joffrey. Joffrey, who he just smacked the shit out. And I right, mean. And rightfully so. Everyone wanted to smack Joffrey. Yeah. He was the only one that had the balls to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, I only care what you did. You left us with no future, blah, blah, blah. I th- and then he goes on about how he thinks Danny is the... You know, the better ruler. The better ruler, and he goes into that whole whole thing, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. Which, I think he really does think that, and I really think he yeah. means that. I don't think he's lying. What do you guys think? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, especially in comparison to someone like Cersei, who really is in it for herself, and that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, he's seen enough rulers. He's been, you know, hand before, and, like, she actually is in some ways, not only trying to, like, bring herself in a better position, but those around her and under her in a better position. Yeah, Brian. Which is yeah, rare. I mean, basically, that's what it, what it is. She's for the people. Yeah. Cersei's for herself. Yeah. So. Do you think it's because Tyrion is a dwarf and because he's always been downtrodden and that's the reason why he's he's more inclined and open-minded yeah, because to I, it? Yeah, because I think... He's seen the other he, side. <clears throat> he felt as, an, like, an outcast... Yeah, and he uh, with his family, so he saw how that was, and he's like, she doesn't see anybody as an outcast, and everybody's included, and right, he like wants to be part of it. That's why I look at it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That it's a good explanation. Um, but yeah, he basically, you know, Danny make it a better place, you know, um, better world, better future, that whole thing. Yeah, and then you know, only cares about protecting, you know, my family and. Danny's like, I only care about protecting my family from you and the White Walkers. Mm. And then Tyrion finally catches on, kind of, sort of. Mm. I think she leads him into it. Yeah, mm. well, when she makes that statement, she says, I only care about my family. family. She holds, holds her, her stomach. Puts her hand on her stomach like, gently. Like, it looks like she's doing it. If you just do it normally, you mm. don't think any of it. But she made a point 
Yeah. To do it really slowly so he can watch her hand go to her stomach. And she's doing it beforehand, too, while even when he puts the drink down, she's got her hand on her stomach. So mm-hmm. she does it tw- twice mm-hmm. to, you know, and she suckers him in. I hate to say it. And only she could probably do that to Tyrion, mm. you know, because she's outsmarted him. Before. Well, that and it's yeah. almost playing on, like, her character in the past. Yeah. Like, sure, Cersei was a bitch, but she cared for a kid sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was her one redeeming trait, and she's her using that yeah. as a way of luring him into something. Because it's the one redeeming thing. It's for that her as a character. Right. Or as a person in this case. But I think because they know each other so well, it's like Jamie was finally able to outsmart Tyrion because he knows Tyrion so well. Cersei then he knows... also grew in like battles that Tyrion was not a part of. Right, exactly. That's that's a good point. And he used that experience against Tyrion. But here, Cersei and she's she's been in the game so long. Mm. She knows how to play this political game so well that she's just outsmarted Tyrion, mm-hmm. essentially, because she lures him into believing... That she's pregnant. Yeah. You don't think she is? No, actually, I don't. I don't think she's pregnant at all. I think it's it's a ploy. Like an ploy. It's a ploy to try to keep Jamie around. I think it's a ploy um, that she uses against Tyrion, even to get Tyrion to, to play along. Because mm. we find out later that, you know, you know what happens later. We'll talk about that. But so, yeah, I don't think she's pregnant at all. I, oh, think, okay. I think she's being, she's playing her card. If she is pregnant, great but to me it would be better if she wasn't and she was just using that the whole time yeah that would be a better storyline like it was just like her like manipulating those yeah because that's all she's got left now she's become the the mad dark queen and Mm. you know manipulation and you know killing people is now her way of life yeah that's that's who she is now okay i can kind of see it yeah so to see her try to redeem herself you know turn back after that i just don't see it okay so um but i don't know i could be wrong we'll see um but yeah anyway so yeah so Tyrion, you're pregnant and that's where the scene ends and obviously next scene we're back at the pit got a nice little scene between um john and danny i guess a little yeah side foreshadowing yeah (laughs) um john's like I'm more, no more. Nobody's more angry about what happened to me. <laughs> I like John. John is one of my favorite characters, but when he does the noble thing like that, sometimes and then it's a little mopey. Yeah, it's very mopey. He's kind of it's like emo or something. I, yeah, I don't even know. emo is probably not the right word, but he, he, I don't know. He's too good. He becomes like Clark Kent or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> of course. And Danny's like, well, I respect it. I respect your wish, but I wish you hadn't. But I respect it. <laughs> it's like, I, I see your intentions here, but yeah. it really was a shitty move. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Danny goes in and she kind of gives a little history. She's like, this is where my family ended. This is where we screwed up. Mm. She's like, dragons were awesome. They inspired people. They were vicious. They were angry. And we locked them away. And mm. this was the beginning of the end for my family. Yeah, because dragons were how her family got power power right and she's like we locked him up because she's holding like that bone that john finds like mm. a jawbone of a dragon or something yeah. and then she's like she she compared that to her own family she's like they grew small and weak and so did we mm. and she's kind of right i mean yeah. they just kind of they dwindled right from yeah. what we can tell from the history lessons that we get in this oh yeah without reading the books because i'm not i haven't read any of the books mm. Me neither. 
I'm just following the story. I don't, have you read any of the books yet? No. Karen? No. So, so yeah. So, Do you plan on reading the books? I might. Hmm, Although, if you want... <laughs> If you want a history lesson, they are doing like this little mini series on YouTube. It's yeah. like like shadow box animation, but they tell you kind of the story. Right. The first one's all about how they come from Volantis and why they come from Volantis, what yeah. happens to Volantis, which I didn't know. Oh, so cool. it's a really cool little thing if you guys haven't checked that out, by the way. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah, check that out. Um, <clears throat> and I think her the biggest line in that whole scene about her talking about her family, she goes, she goes, a dragon is not a slave. Yeah. It has to be free. It has to, mm. you know. It has to move around. It has to have its own volition. Right. Exactly. So eventually Tyrion returns. Cersei returns to the pit. I accept your truce. No conditions. Supposedly. <laughs> right. And that, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that's... that. I mean, it, even in that scenario, more... it seems like that's not entirely true. Like, don't worry, we know she's playing on double-crossing Tyrion. Yeah. But even that, it does seem like Tyrion's withheld holding information about that truce. And not only that, but it seemed to me, I was like, that's too easy. Mm. As soon as I, I saw saw that. I was like, even after that whole scene, what would you guys think? Brian, what did you think? Yeah, I mean... It was I, a very quick change. I, I thought it was, a, it was a... I was like, what exactly happened in the conversation after we left them? Yeah. Between those two, to get her to flip like that, that fast. Right, what would... Why just him saying that... Finally realizing that she's pregnant, why would that flip her so quickly? Exactly, and then I, I was like, I was like, well, that's good. I said, this this is going to get good. We're going to get the, but you know, the battle, mm-hmm. you know, the lot, living versus the dead. But it just like something didn't sit right, like you said. Yeah, I I don't know. I it was just like that's just way too easy. And obviously, we find out later, which we'll get to. But I don't know. Um, all right, switching to Winterfell. Um, and I love this whole thing that's going on at Winterfell, by the way. Oh, yeah, you would. Yes, I would. Like, this is the <laughs> one, like, loose end you wanted to see wrapped up this season. I did. I'll admit it. And I've admitted you, you, it in past podcasts. That you, I you wanted this to be way worse it, than how it went down. It, it's almost like they listen to our podcast and go, you know what, Brian, you're absolutely right. Well, I we're going to do this. They, they did kind of record <laughs> this several months before. So probably not. Well, you know, they got if they can move that quick on a map, maybe they got to time portal and they just listen to our podcast only man i, I don't think that's i think we're that important right i i don't know no i don't know no? how many people actually ah. listen to this all right well, i'm gonna live in my own little world and be happy then okay okay it's fine dude all, all right, right. listen to them. we should listen to get three guys from the midwest no let's listen to four midwest guys there's more than that <laughs> <laughs> is there there are guys I'm, in... I'm looking around and i only see two people besides myself there are there is a podcast called Guys in the Midwest, apparently. Is it? Yeah. Or Midwest Guys. But luckily we are the four Midwest guys. Shut up. Really? There's the Midwest guys? Yeah, they only did like thirteen episodes. I lo- I found them on um um uh iTunes of like all places. I looked it up when we first started just to make sure there wasn't another four Midwest guys out yeah. there. Yeah. So So it, it was before this podcast. Yeah, they talked about nature or a lot of the titles of the podcast were about nature. But oh, there's a little kind of history cool. lesson for you. Or if you guys want to wow. check out that podcast, wow. don't do it. But So be sure to go check out the gay guys from uh, Midwest Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, huggers. so before we uh, start a war, a podcast war, <laughs> um, <laughs> at Winterfell. So uh, it looks like they got the whole scene where uh, between um, uh, Sansa 
and you got Littlefinger. Mm. She's received the Raven's note that John has bent the knee. Mm. What do you guys think about that whole dialogue, that whole scene, that between, you know, where because you got Littlefinger like, you know, Danny is young and unmarried. So oh John, yeah, kind of uh, hints at like well, why it's hey, makes she's sense. attractive. Why wouldn't he? Kind of you know. Yeah, trying to pit Sansa against. Oh, she definitely was, and it almost yeah. felt like. He, he felt like that was his end. So if he got Sansa to go against John, yep. then he could side with Sansa and eventually take over. Take over. Like yeah. he did with their aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. He, that's a, he's trying to repeat those themes, mm. um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, by the way, you can, you, they named him King of the North. They could unname him you know he yeah. keeps you know he's throwing like the seeds he's trying to plant mm. seeds constantly and of course you know she's like well Arya will never go along with it she's a faceless man don't you know who they are and mm. blah, blah, you know which really do people know who the faceless men are because like it seems like it's a pretty kind of like they more... talk about them in shadows it's, yeah that's the feeling I like get. an urban legend sort of thing. yeah that's what they are I, that's what i get but at least it's out there like people yeah it's like the boogeyman or something yeah. that's that's the gist i get anyway but i love the whole scene where he he does i play a little game mm. i assume the worst to figure to figure people out and then he, he starts leading leading sansa through it the whole thing you know what'd you guys think about that you know like oh it was it was a really good scene for little finger actually yeah because not only is it something where it does kind of almost fit with motivations but it also works to his benefit in the scene where it's mm-hmm. like you know, well, does that fit with what she's done? Like, you think of the worst possible thing and see if that matches the actions that you've seen so far. Exactly. So why did she come to Winterfell? Well, to kill me, of course. <laughs> why did she unearth the letter? Justification to murder me. And what does she become if she kills you? Lady of Winterfell. Mm. Yeah, you know... This whole time, I'm like, Sansa, don't be so yeah, fucking stupid. It gets stupid. a little heavy-handed at times, doesn't it? Uh, I'm pretty pissed off by this point in the episode. Uh, what about you, Brian? How did you feel when you were well, watching I, this? Well, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't pissed off, but it was kind of like, it was like, really? Because hmm. like you said, you're like, she's that fucking dumb? Is she really? Yeah, after everything she's been through. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's what's going through my head at this point. I'm like, no, <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> yeah. Stupid girl, you know, and that's why I'm thinking of her too. I'm not mm. thinking of her as an adult. I'm still thinking of her as a girl. I'm like, because she's, you think she's playing along with this this whole mm. time, you know. It's just like, ah, stop. But luckily, before I could get more pissed off, they <laughs> they switch back to Dragonstone and they start planning mm. their uh, their uh, approach north, I guess, or how they're going to get north and how they should go north. Yeah. Um, John proposes, well, we should probably just sail together to White Harbor. It would be a good sign to show that we are, you know, unified and mm. we showed up together. And Present a united front to the masses, you know, that way yeah, everyone's look, on board. It'll look great. And of course, as soon as John finishes that, is like, you should fly on a dragon to the northerners. You know, there's a lot of them that fought against your father. You know, only one mad guy with a crossbow and claims, might claim a little glory, you know, not entirely wrong. I mean, yeah, he does make a point, but there's, there's assassination attempts. Yeah, there's always some asshole trying to make a name for himself doing stupid shit. <laughs> I love that Danny just shoots him down. 
poor Jorah, man. He's stuck in the friend zone, dude. Completely yeah. stuck in the friend zone. She's like, not. I've not come to invade the North. I've come to save the North. And looks right at John when she says, mm. <laughs> we shall sail together. And then I love Jorah's just like pissed off, kind of like, mumbling to him of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor Jorah. Poor, poor Jorah. <clears throat> Ever. Mr. Friendzone. All right. Um, next scene, uh, Theo and John. Uh, what would you guys think about this scene? Before we talk, just overall, what was your feelings on it, Brian? Oh. Did you like the scene? Did you not like the scene? It was all right. Because it's the whole, you know. You, I mean, go it, ahead. It, it, was, it was okay. It felt, um, I don't know, it just. You didn't like of, it? No, it kind of fell out of place a little bit. You don't think Theo earned maybe what he got like out of the conversation? Maybe I mean, or? it seems like an intentional way of trying to wrap it up a little. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it does go about their history together. It kind of goes into, mm-hmm. you know, trying to resolve some of the conflicts they had between each other. And it, I, it did seem a little... John seemed a little quick on the forgiving aspect of it in some ways but yeah, outside of that almost felt like he was trying to trying to make him feel more like a man again yeah like it kind of like he was like trying to build and him up i just wonder if because in my mind i'm like theo hasn't gone through enough redemption shit to me to earn this from mm. john and then and it kind of bothered me and but the more i thought about it after the episode was over i was like i wonder if john's doing this because they're about to face the apocalypse essentially yeah, you know, and so why not forgive him, and why not yeah, try? Yeah, like there's bigger him? shit to deal with at that point, right? Yeah, right. I can see that. And so that was my only justification that kind of why John was so quick to forgive him. Yeah, you know the whole just like in light of everything else, just fuck it. Yeah, yeah, you know it. You, you know the, the lines that they were using, like you know, well, you always knew what to do the right thing, John, even when we were kids, and mm. you know, I, I, you know, and John's like, well, I've done. Many things I regret. Well, not like me. And then John kind of shoots him down. He's like, oh, no, not like you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Bastard. Asshole. Yeah, no, you, you fucked up heavily, guy. Yeah. You fucked, fucked up, up heavily. heavily. But, you know, when it comes, because he's like, I, I don't know whether it be a Stark or a Greyjoy. You know, he's being real whiny again. Mm. But he, he goes, he goes, you betrayed dad. And he's a part of you. He's a part of me. I can forgive you for what I can. I can't forgive you for all of it. You're a Greyjoy and a Stark. Mm. You know, he kind of bestows that upon him, kind of tries to build him up. I, well, I mean, guess. there's a valid point to that. I mean, he, he was born a Greyjoy. He was raised, raised with the Starks. Raised and Stark. I mean, at the same time, he's lived with the Greyjoys for a bit. So, like, he kind of gets an idea of that culture. Yeah. And he's like, you know, our father did raise you. You have our values mm. in you somewhere. You are both. Mm. You know, he kind of, I always feel like he's almost knighting him some way by calling him a, you know, you're both a, It's almost like, uh, um, I don't know how to describe Not necessarily it. knighting him, but um, kind of Birth, acknowledging him. Acknowledging him, birthright, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's know. what I was thinking. This also is a prelude to the to the whole scene that comes later on involves mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you that, oh, it's possible to be both. Both. Mm. Mm. True. That's fair. That's true. That's a good point. And then, of course, the scene ends. Yara needs me. And John's like, well, why the fuck are you talking to me? Yeah, why are you still talking to me? Yeah. Go. And which he does. 
So the next scene, Theo regrow- regrows his balls. <laughs> kind of. It was a long scene. <laughs> Luckily, it was a short one. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, it's pretty self-explanatory. He he just char- he they challenged the guys who apparently are going to do. We're thinking of doing the same thing. Euron suggested finding an island and fucking off, yeah. killing people and then killing them and taking well, their wives. Well, I mean, in their defense, and... that's essentially what the Greyjoys did. I mean, it's True. an island of pirates, essentially. Right. Their their motto was "We do not sow." True. More or less, meaning they just take shit, just take whatever we want. But Yara, he does. He reminds him Yara took a vow never to do that again, mm. and he's like, "I was a coward. Why should you listen to me?" You know, and it's just the the whole fight scene takes place, and obviously Theo. I actually like the fight scene. Yeah, I did too. It, 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 was, it, was, it was okay, but it was pretty funny, though. Yeah, because he's getting his ass kicked like 90% of his time. Until, he, until yeah. he tries to knee him in the balls, which he no longer has, and all of a sudden he gets a strength from that somehow. I, I found it a little comical. But yeah, what well, you that's, that's what I like, said. Like, it, was like, it was one of those like funny moments where like like you did you did the uppercut, like, hit him in the nards! Yeah. He's like, oh, he has no nards. <laughs> exactly. He just did the one dude's phasing off just enough to give him. Yeah, like, and do the guys not know that he doesn't have nuts? I guess not. Because he I guess did that, that, and they all were like, <gasps> like it's like, oh my god, he could hit the nuts and didn't do anything. <gasps> yeah, Maybe exactly. They just assumed they just took like the cock and not the left the balls. No, I think they just assumed that he, it never happened. Maybe Yara's not telling anybody. Yeah. Maybe she's kept it a secret yeah, the whole but it, time. But it was funny because it was like, like that happened, and he was like. He gets like a smile on yeah, his face. Yeah, he's like, that doesn't hurt me. And then he's like, goes to turn and beat shit up. And everybody's like, oh, he got kicked in the nuts and nothing happened. He's so amazing. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of, Aaron? And, I, and Brian, you've seen a little bit of Dragon Ball Z. Like, oh, you know, when all of a sudden they get, they, they're like, they're, they're blood soaked. They're getting their ass kicked. And all of a sudden they get a burst of energy or power or yeah. some shit. And then. They go to hit him and nothing happens. Yeah. Like, like they go for that level up phase. Of yeah, level up phase. Or... That's kind of what I was like. Theo just leveled up. Huh. <laughs> Not to throw a DBZ. Like apparently but... like in order to feel anything in his lower regions, he needs that just sharp, sharp kick. kick to the groin. That's, like, that's his super, ba- that's his spinach apparently. It's just like yeah. the thing where he's like, oh, that's what having a dick felt like. All right. Charge. But yeah. So he ends up winning the fight, and they go off to save Yara, yeah. which isn't a lot of them either. So I don't yeah, know it's how like twelve people. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a lot. Unless there's more people on the ship, maybe there is. But either that, or it's just well, one of the things. Like maybe the rest of Euron's fleet is like off in the distance somewhere. Yeah. Maybe they're not actually on the island. And so you know, of course, they're chanting for Yara. You know, I just thought, yeah. I like that scene. It was it was comical. I like I said, I don't know if. I felt like it was too soon for him to turn. I mean, they have, like they have a lot of time left. To have his redemption moment. You know? I mean, he's had his redemption moments on and off. He's just a flawed character. He's like, a very flawed character. Don't wrong. He at least seems like he tries at times. Which is more than you say for lots of assholes like Littlefinger. True. True. I don't know. All right. Let's get to my favorite scene in this whole, whole episode. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in this episode, too, yeah. might I add. The Trial at Winterfell. All right, so what did you guys think going in? Did you think she was going to betray her sister, yes or no? Yes, 100%. Totally. No, no, I, I, I fell for this hook, line, and sinker. Did I you? did, yeah. Yeah, Brian, you did, too. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I... 
before I was thinking she might turn on him before the last two episodes. Mm. I was like, okay, maybe there's a chance that she'll, but no, I was convinced just like you guys after watching everything we watched, especially the previous scene at Winterfell mm. yep. and this where he's leading her. Or no, I really thought think she was going to give the her. order to kill Arya and Arya was just going to fucking slaughter everyone and stood in her path. Yes, yeah. like, I really did think that. Yeah, I did too. I was like, I was like, really? She is that stupid. Why would she do this? This is so dumb. What happened to and like then, faceless man? Yeah, thing? And then, then I really felt like it was. It was like like you said. It was going to be like one of those. Uh, actually, I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to reference the Star Wars. Okay. Rogue One, uh-huh. right when uh, Watch McCullough goes, the blind guy goes out there. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just kicks the shit out of all. Sure. Yeah. That's why I really thought it was going to happen here. Like like she was like. Her hands were behind her back, and she was like, "Pull out some blades." If and this is how you want it to go down. This is how it's going to go down. Yeah, make your ruling. She's like, and then I was, I was expecting them all to come in, and obviously they don't all come in at once because I'd be too smart. Mm. Coming one at a time, and she just takes them all out. Yeah, that's what I really thought was going to happen. And I love, I love, I love every sentence in the scene. I like how they build it up, like mm. you said, and then she's like, "Well, just get on with it if you're going to do it." And then she just turns her head. How do you answer these charges, Lord Baelish? Well, yeah. And I just, I was laughing. I had flat out laughing, almost cheering yeah. at this point. And I'm like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for, the, for treason against blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. And this and that. And she's looking right at her the whole time. And she goes, how do you answer these charges? Lord Bailey. Like yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the wolves have circled the snake. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and, yes. and, he's, and he's like, he's like oh, what? Excuse me? What? Glass of water. What? <laughs> what? What? And I love it because he can't. He he he's try. He even tries. He's he's like he's trying to get a. He tries to get out of it. He tries to worm his yeah. way out of it. Because with every charge, he tries to make defenses for his actions. Well, sure. He's he's like you know the, the look on his face. Of course, at the beginning is priceless. You know mm-hmm. that what <coughs> what? Yeah, I, I was it, expecting this to go down differently. Differently. Um, <laughs> then he you know, and she, um, how do you answer these charges, Lord Bellish? Arya, my sister asked you a question, you know, mm. and they're depressing him. And I love every second of this. The only thing I wish, I wish the actor had done maybe just a little bit more groveling. Just maybe. Really? I think yeah. that would have been too much. You think so? Yeah. You think it was like, okay, maybe it was just me. Like, I, I thought the scene actually had a really good balance of how it went down. Like, all the actors, like, really seemed like they did a really good job with it. Yeah. And I love how he goes, Lady Sansa, I, I'm a bit confused. Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. I, I didn't think this was my trial, but, like, that lady's... Yeah. You murdered my Aunt Sansa. Sansa, you threw her through the moon door. Do you deny it? I don't deny it. I did it to protect you. <laughs> and all, you know, this is where he starts squirming. Mm. I love every second because... <laughs> she's like, no, you did it to gain power over the veil. Mm. You poisoned my uncle, John Arryn, and gave it to Lysa for mm. him to po- poison with. <laughs> and then he then of course he goes well you know your aunt lisa was kind of a disturbed troubled woman she yeah. said a lot of crazy shit just, well i mean like know, which is true yeah if you, if you remember back to the earlier season she was a crazy 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 lady mm-hmm. and they keep pressing him. it's just like this great it was if it would have been a, in a courtroom that was all that was missing obviously it was like their version. I, don't know. I, I feel like it was still pretty well done. Like, it, it would have been seen the most comical if you had like a modern. It, it would have. It would have. It would have worked though in a modern court scene. It was like that same hmm. like Law and Order almost, um, or better. Um, I think it was better. Like you have more yeah. dramatic build up intention. And you know, and Sansa goes on. It, it was you that had Lysa send the letter to our parents, telling us that 
it was uh, the, um, the the Lannisters who murdered him. You know, mm. that you're the one. You're the one that's responsible for the Starks and Lannisters. You know, who started the oh, whole yeah. war. Yeah. yeah. Do you deny it? I know of no such letter. <laughs> you know, he's mm. he, and they keep hitting him with all this truth, and he can't he can't get past the truth. He mm. cannot get past it. Well, that and you have like Bran there, and he's. Sees everything precisely, and everybody knows that he sees everything, and therefore, because pretty much he can prove that he can do it on cue, he can fucking with your mind. Yeah, and I mean, and you because he can't battle that. He's he's a master of the lies and manipulations, mm. and he's master of tangling. I mean, in his defense, he very himself. few people have to lie against someone that can literally see everything when they're well. Right, that's it. what I mean. This is this is like coming up against a deity or God himself. Yeah, right? I mean, it's a simple. You can run dealing with someone that's omniscient. I almost wish they'd had the Johnny Cash song playing in the background. You could run on for a long time, but sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. Yeah, that was kind of the the vibe of this whole scene. And, I mean, they just keep. I almost just want to read this thing verbatim because I I love the whole thing. Mm. Um, I know of no such letter. You conspired with Cersei and Joffrey to betray our father Ned Stark, in prison. Who was imprisoned and executed falsely because of you. I deny it. None of it. You weren't there. How how would you know? You weren't mm. there. And that's when Bran kicks in. Mm. <laughs> he tells the whole thing. He retells the whole knife to Ned scene from season one, verbatim. Mm. And he can't get past that. He just that's like I said. It's like you're coming up against God Himself with mm. the truth, and the truth is killing him. Literally, Kinda. it is because he was you know because without that. There's actually really not a whole lot of it'd evidence be very, against him. It'd be, he probably could get out of it. Yeah. Being who he is, because yeah. he's that smart, right? But he but can't... Like, without Bran there, really, you can't have the argument. Because, like, he could deny even, like, killing, you know, mm-hmm. their aunt. Yep. And really, there was no witnesses. No one there that could back that. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knew she was crazy enough that, hey, maybe she just fucking jumped. And then, so you got Bran, who's the truth, truth-sayer... You've got Sansa, who's the judge, mm. and then you've got Arya, who's playing the prosecution. And Arya kicks right in and goes, "Told our mother that this knife," and she pulls out, you know, that the dagger that she got from Bran, who got it from uh, Littlefinger himself, mm. and said that this belonged to Tyrion Lannister, but it was yours. <laughs> and then he begins to bag. I could explain everything. You turned your you turned our people against each other just like you tried to turn our aunt against you know mm. they recount everything right back at him yeah and then I love I love how he even goes to the the guy from the veil and goes I'm Lord Protector of the Veil return me to the veil at once mm. no yeah <laughs> I loved it I we're loved... pretty much once his lies are exposed no one's like yeah we're not gonna follow you we're you're, we're not helping your ass yeah. but that general never liked him anyway which was yeah. funny that he even went to him in the first place. Kind of. That's how desperate he is at this point. Well, I mean, he was reaching for straws. Yeah, well, he's trying to... And then that, then he hits his knees. That's the best part, is to see mm. him just on his knees. I loved you more than I loved anybody else, you know. But yeah, you betrayed me. And I loved your mother. You betrayed my mother. Mm. <laughs> then I love how she stands up and goes, Thank you for your lessons, Lord Balish. I'll never forget them. Fucking A. Fucking yeah. A. It's great. And then Arius lets his throat with his own dagger. His own dagger. Mm. And once again, all I can say is, I'm glad you're dead. I, I know. Fantastic I know if uh, Ramsey Bolton like, 
and like Joffrey, you kind of wish their deaths were a little longer, a little more gruesome. Did you have the same sensation with this one? No, I think, like I said, I think the only thing I wanted to see is just to see him. It would have been funny just to see him on his knees going to every person that he sees trying to get out of the situation. I, I think that's the only other. I wanted to see a little bit more humiliation from well, him. You know, maybe, maybe not so much groveling, but I would have liked to have seen, seen going towards the exit. And like two of the guards move their swords, swords to hold him to back. block him in, and be like, like you just try to run. Yeah, like and all. So he just kind of backs up and he tries to go a different way. And those guys hold. Yeah, you keep bringing him in closer and closer. Like, like so they to his death. basically just block him in. He can't go anywhere. Yeah, and then that would kind of neat. But yeah, it was awesome that Arya was the one that was the executioner. Yeah, you know, obviously it fits her right, mm. and yeah, just awesome scene, tremendous scene. Um, Brian, any other thoughts you want to add about the scene? Nope. Aaron, anything else? No, no I, I like the scene pretty heavily. Oh, it's probably the best. Like, it's interesting more or less seeing all this, or like a lot of the remaining Stark children coming together and just yeah. like more or less running Winterfell. Yeah. Like, I, I still find that amusing. Like, you look at all the shit that happened to the Starks and like throughout the season, and yet they're the family that actually survived the best. Yes, at the end. Yeah. Was right. that was that their lunch hall that they were in? Like, their mess hall? Yeah, that's where they it's would like have... It's like a great hall. It's like a great yeah. hall, yeah, where they would have the feast. How did they clean up all that blood? <laughs> water. Just water on stone. Yeah, right. I hear that or just let it stain. Or let okay. it stay yeah. there. I mean, just weird. That's weird. Yeah. Might as well party on top of the stained blood, which makes it even better. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> just but, decoration. I've got to admit, I still like Ramsey's death just a little bit more. Yeah. But this is now a more streamy. Yeah, this is more, this is probably second. So if I had to rank the top three deaths in Game of Thrones, you got uh, Ramsey one, uh, Littlefinger two, and then um, Joffrey three. But anyway. All right. So next scene, uh, the planning at King's Landing. Uh, We arrive back at King's Landing and they're on the map. The, mm. That she Cersei has had painted at King's Landing. Still a cool map. Very cool map, actually. Um, Jamie's kind of barking out orders about how they're going to yeah, proceed north. And he, he was on the opinion that there was a truce. We're dealing with the giant zombie problem before we get right. back to the war because Cersei had pledged her armies to mm. the war and, mm-hmm. and everything. So obviously he's you know trying to do the logistics and mm. being the general that he yeah, is. Yeah, trying to get to work. <clears throat> And then uh, Cersei just basically kind of goes, you really are the stupidest Lannister, aren't you? You know, and just berates him in front of everybody, you know, and then dismisses him, Mm. which is very condescending. Oh, yeah. It's a super shitty thing. To your general, you know, who's supposed to lead you. General, boyfriend, brother thing. Yeah. Yeah. Father, maybe of your possible child or pretend child, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it, she just goes on. She, you know, it's just, what do you mean we're not going north? He's like, I'll say whatever I need to say to survive. We're going to stay here. Hmm. I'm going. Also, her plan is super fucking stupid. If we're being honest. Okay, explain. All right, so she, her plan is essentially we're going to wait out here. You're on getting all the fucking cell swords or mercenaries. Mm-hmm. That way, we have coming. a giant fucking army for whoever gets back. Right. But like. If the army of the undead wins, their numbers go up and they gain two extra fucking dragons. Yes, but she doesn't know about the dragons, but yes, yes. Just just saying, like, yeah. if you have an army that can make itself larger and larger as it gets closer and closer, mm-hmm. 
you want to fucking deal with them as quickly as possible because it's an exponential threat. Threat. She believes in her mind that I, with the help of this, these cell swords from the Golden Company, which mm-hmm. apparently have elephants, we we find out. So we'll see elephants next. War elephants or whatever next season. I mean, that's cool. It's very I, I'm cool. looking forward to that. That does sound but awesome. She thinks that that and just her presence alone is enough to destroy them, and she thinks that they're going to get weaker. Yeah, she's not thinking about it. Oh, if she was know? like dealing with a normal army, maybe yeah. I could see the point. But she even doesn't... then, though, like if you look at which pretty much with how the Unsullied and the Dorthraki are now, mm-hmm. her army doesn't stand a fucking chance without those cell swords, and even with them. It's still maybe ish. And don't get. And here's the other thing: even if you're the most well-paid sellsword, you see an army of the dead marching towards you. Mm. I'm fucking out of here. Thanks. Or you see giant fucking dragons burning people alive. I'm out of here. Yeah, that's just me. I don't care how much of a trained soldier you are. If you're paying me, and I'm not really loyal to you for any other reason than money. Yeah, and it doesn't look like you're on the winning end uh, of it. I'm gonna take your money. And I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll see you later. I'll take what little money you well, got. Who's to say they even got the money ahead time? Right, but still, I it, it just wouldn't be worth it to me. Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, if you had mm-hmm. no real loyalty other than oh, I agree. You know, if it's just a job. Yeah. You know, but it's <laughs> one of the things like you look at our history. There's tons of cases where you had mercenary armies that once they were on the losing end of it. We're way more likely to fucking take off. Exactly. So I think she is so full of herself at this point and so full of, you know, what she's accomplished so far and how caught up in the political game she is that mm. she's not seeing clearly, to your mm. point, that it is a stupid plan. Yeah. That very stupid. I don't get me wrong. Like, if we were guessing how next season goes, I assume it's more or less, you know, the army of the living winds and is very weakened and then has to come back and deal with that. That is how I expect that flow to go. Right. That being said, from her point of view, it's still a shitty fucking plan. I because you're not even dealing with like the amount of damage to just the surrounding land. Like you could pretty much lose your entire northern territory if nothing fucking else. Well, yeah, and she's she's only looking at the she's still squabbling over the superficial game. Mm. of who's going to rule afterwards. She mm. doesn't give a shit about that they're facing the apocalypse. Yeah. You know, they're facing true evil, mm. and she doesn't see it that way. She's still caught up in her own fucking world in herself. Yeah. Which is another reason why I don't think she's really pregnant. Because mm. I don't see how anybody could be that selfish and be that caught up with themselves and still while still carrying a child. And how does that protect your child? You're not being protected. Well, I mean, she has a plan to defend King's Landing. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, but I mean... At the same time, there's like, no just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you have like a superior moral character than you uh, did before. Well, no, but I, I will say one thing. When I found out I was going to be a dad, the first thing I started doing is I started worrying. Mm. I was worrying about how am I going to provide? How am I going to be a good dad? I, mm. I, what am yeah. I going to do? I mean, that's your reaction to it. Right. That's not everyone's. But what I'm saying is... Where's the, where's the worry? Where's the, you know, the protecting mm. what's most precious to you? Because that's what, you know, when I found I was going to be dead, that's what it became. That was, mm. hey, I'm, that's the most precious thing to me in the world. How do I protect it? How do I make, you know, provide for it? Mm. Where is that in, where are those emotions? And, yeah. and to your point, not everybody thinks that way, but. Well, she had those emotions with her, with her son. Right. And then I think when he died, those emotions left. But don't you think maybe if she was really pregnant, that would come back? 
Not right away. I think that she, like, I like you said, you know, you worry about the kid and everything. I don't think that that worry will come until she has the kid. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like Either that or until, like, at least lives a couple years. You know, make sure it's not going to die on her. Like, I, 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 I would think as soon as it's born, her, her demeanor would change. Okay. Like a, a switch would flip. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. So you think there still could be a redeeming factor to it? Yeah. Okay. That's a true. Okay, that's fair. Um, so yeah, as far as the scene, I just thought it was interesting about the whole back and forth between her and Jamie, and then how Jamie calls her bluff, like oh, when she threatens to kill him, threatens to kill him. He's like, I'm going north. Well, if you do that, it's treason. I'll kill you. Right. Then do it. Then, then do, do it. it. I don't. And finally, she, he halfway pulls out her sword and stops, and then he goes, "I don't believe you anymore." And just walks out on her. Yeah. So she has lost the one thing that means anything to her because mm. he she's driven him away. Yeah, because yeah. she went completely fucking psycho, it, and because she looks completely shocked mm. when he leaves. That's the first time I actually see any kind of real emotion from her mm. in this whole episode. Because she thought that was like the sure thing in her life. Yeah, up until that point was like. Jamie let a lot of fucking crazy shit go. Sure. And yeah. the, that she thought that by telling him we're not going, that he wouldn't go. Mm. You know? But no, Jamie's sense of honor came out to him, and Jamie realizes the bigger picture, though, too, where she does not. Mm. You know? But that's the first time you see the look on her face is, yeah, you know, betrayal, shock, you know? Because, mm. I mean, the mountain's just right there. Right, she could have been easily just pull it out. Yeah, you know, he's a one-handed dude. Like, Mountain could have killed him easily. Yeah, easily, but it doesn't happen. And then the other part about the whole scene before it ends, you see Jamie ride off, uh, or start riding north, or start leaving King's Landing. And as he does, it starts to snow. Mm. And uh, you know, you see the snowfall on King's Landing. Yeah, it's a nice little impending doom thing of like, oh, the the. The North, the White Walkers are coming down, sort of. Thing. Exactly, and I love how the snow falls on her map. Mm. You know, because you can see the because it's, it's it's the end coming for everyone. Right, yeah. exactly. Winter has come. You know that what what Ned's been saying and what everybody's been saying for six seasons and mm. seasons is finally there. Right, which is funny because you think that the snow would almost unite everyone because, like, if you think about, um, you know, your street, your house, or whatever, when it snows. The grass, the concrete, the bushes, everything looks the same. It's all covered in snow. Mm. Yep. You know, your green grass and my burnt grass. Doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. Everything is snow. That's mm-hmm. all you see is snow, so everything's unified. Yep. And that's what it kind of felt like for me anyway, or while I'm watching this, because the north was already covered in snow. Right. And now this is getting covered in snow, so now it's going to be... One. It's all one. It mm. doesn't matter. There is no more borders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. I like that point, actually. She just hasn't seen it yet. Right. Yeah. All right. Next scene. Sam arrives at Winterfell. So the most awkward form of dialogue in this entire episode. <laughs> it's very fast, but it kind of has to be. Um, no, no. It's just like having Sam talking with Fran is just a weird conversation. Yeah, but. Like, it's just a weird rapport sort of thing. But that's the only kind of rapport you can have with Bran now because he's so stoic and so yeah you know mr but it's like weirdly the like longest conversation brand has since he's been like the three-eyed raven yeah it really is and we learn a lot here because we learn that brand if he doesn't know about it mm. he can't see it 
necessarily. He doesn't know what he's looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, can see, he can see everything. Right. But if he doesn't know what he's looking for, then he won't see it. Then he can't find it, which is an interesting take on his powers. Mm. Because he's not, omni- we find out he's not really omnipotent. Uh, he can see everything. Omnipotent. Yes, thank you. Omnipotent. Yeah, precisely. Well, omnipotent is all powerful. Well, in a way. This is what he's trying to say. Oh, omniscient. Yeah. Okay, omniscient. That he doesn't, he can't, you know, he doesn't have, well, knowledge is power, though, too. So if you can, if you know everything. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm just saying, if we're talking in the classical religious sense, it, it's, it's okay. a different sort of thing. Very good, omniscient, omnipotent. We'll go with omniscient. All right, but yeah, so we do. That's a, that's the big thing. Other than mm. the reveal, as they go back and forth with each other, that you know, Bran thinks that John is not a snow, but is a sand because mm. he's a bastard born in Dorn. Yeah, because in bastards in Dorn are called sand and mm. snow, but in reality. You know, he fills in, Sam fills in the cracks for him and says, no, I read the, you know, the Maester, or um, not High, the, High Septon's diary. It's right there. He annulled their marriage and they were married in secret. Mm. And then, you know, they switch right to Bran's finally seeing that whole scene. Yeah. Of Rhaegar marrying his, his aunt. Mm. So, which was, you know. Which makes him an official Targaryen. Yes. When we find out that Jon is indeed. And that his name is Aegon Targaryen. Which would make him what, like the third Aegon Targaryen? Yeah, well, like the the first there was an Aegon. I don't know if he's the third one, but he's definitely an Aegon. The, the Aegon Targaryen, the first, is the one that conquered Westeros. Mm. Well, I think so. Like, um, there was like a Targaryen child that died very early on that was called Aegon Targaryen as well. Uh, I, I just don't remember where that. I'd have to go back and research that one. I, I have to Google that one, but yeah. Um, so you know. And they even say so. John is the rightful heir <laughs> uh, of the Iron Throne. Hmm. Now, during this whole scene, there's a back and forth while they're talking. John walks into Danny's room on the boat and hmm. they go to town. Go to town. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a uh, kind of a strange scene in that that aspect. Yeah, there's a lot of bit of strange scene because then you also have that bit where Tyrion's just standing in the hallway, just staring at the door. Yeah. And it, you never really get context for that. I get the, it's like that, what the fuck moment, I think, for Tyrion. It's like he's gone from one fucked up situation to another mm. for him. At least that's what I got out of it. What would you guys get out, out of that? I don't know, man. I'm just looking at that as like, just even during the scene, I was like, what, what is this? Why, why are you still looking at him? Like, what is this supposed to be? Because to him, it's a bad idea. I, that that's what I get. Yeah, well, I what I gathered from it was is that, like you said, it was a bad idea. He, and, and he thinks that now, John and Danny's focus is not going to be on a, providing the, the, a kingdom, a fair right. kingdom. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not so much providing a better kingdom or against the White Walkers or whatever. You know, you know that's the goal. Mm. It's going to be more of these two together, no. and if these two are together and they are confiding in each other. Where does that leave Tyrion? He's no longer her right-hand man. Right. Although I think he'd still be a trusted advisor because John mm. likes him a lot. But, yeah. But still, yeah, it, it leaves him. He's back to being the, the little guy mm. again, literally. I mean, you know, figuratively. Um, so, yeah, I it's and the fact that they, they come to the realization that he he is on Targaryen while they show John fucking Danny on it's the It's kind boat. of a weird timing thing, right? Well, and, and that, and <laughs> like, hey, that's officially your aunt. It's yeah, and not as, just as you're, walking, you're watching, you're like, 
So if they're related, and he's the rightful heir and not her. Right, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. A lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like they build up this big sense of irony and, you know, and mm. foreshadowing possible future confrontation between what's going to most likely be a doomed relationship yeah. in every sense of the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, by the way, um, you guys are related. She's your aunt. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, he's really the rightful heir to the throne. So mm. good I, good luck working that out. And now you're carrying her, his, his Possibly. Because I think that's, that's definitely where that's going to go because she said in her other thing that she couldn't have kids. Yeah. Because that's what the... The witch had said. The witch said. Yeah. And I think it was actually Dra- Drago. Drago. Yeah. She always used the, the, the dragons as her children. Yeah. No, 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 no. Who was the guy? Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo, yeah. Yeah. I think he wasn't able to have kids. Oh, you think it was him? I think it was him. And the witch just said it was her because she didn't want to say it was the the leader, the king. It was obviously it's the girl who kind of have the children. Mm. Maybe. Could and be. so she's been under the under the assumption this whole time that she can't have kids. Yeah. So she assumes that the dragons are her kids because she can't have kids. The witch told her so. Right. And even John points out, do you realize you're getting you're basing that information on a witch? Exactly. That's and that's why I think that's what's going to happen, and they're going to they're going to be. So do we have the possibility of two possible heirs to the kingdom? Then, then if indeed Cersei is pregnant, then you have the Lannister heir. To the throne, and then you have Danny and oh, I think so, and John's heir. I think it's the throne because I mean, you obviously are you essentially making an argument for a spinoff or yes. a continuation? Kinda, That's what continuation. I think, I think yeah. it's just going to be because you, we we saw the very beginning. I, I didn't see it. But we saw in the beginning, uh, the beginning of the uh, the Starks and the Lannisters, right? Yeah. And now we're in the next generation, mm-hmm. so if we're going to end this end this whole thing. Yeah. With the new generation taking over, kind of like. The but they're not going to take over yet, but we're going to see that they're there in place like for, for the battles to continue. The next part in the, yes. the great epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. That could very well be. I could see them doing that, too. <laughs> mm. What do you think, Aaron? Oh, it's something? definitely a possibility. I mean, there's already, what, like, several ideas for how to teach folks to do spinoffs of I've this. I've heard there's as many One as... of which, actually, George R. R. Martin's actually, like, playing a role in. Yeah, there's one. That I've heard there's as many as seven different ideas that they're floating around for spinoffs. Yeah. So, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Or... Game of Thrones, the next generation. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, wrong show. <laughs> Dragon number one. <laughs> Game of Thrones in space. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, uh, they call that Star Wars these days. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sisters at Winterfell is the next scene. It's a nice little brief scene between uh, Arya and uh, and Sansa. Hmm. And yeah, it's a nice kind of end of the yeah. episode sort of thing. A nice kind of like yeah, kind of. But coming together again after the trial scene. Kind of, yeah. And, you know, it starts with Sansa. You know, you, I, you, you, you know, you, you killed him. Congratulations. And mm. she's like, well, you passed the sentence. I mm. was just the executioner. They kind of go back and forth with some nice, you know, and I think she even says to Arya, you're the strongest person I ever know. And even Arya's going, well, that's the nicest thing I think you've ever sent to me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it's used. a nice bonding sort of moment. Yeah, and then I like the the one line in the whole thing I love though is they go the lone wolf dies but the pack survives. That's yeah, because it was some their dad. Used some to their say. dad used to say right. in winter. In winter, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So is is that also 
kind of foreshadowing because Cersei now is a lone wolf down there by herself and the rest of the pack is up together. Could be. Possibly. Could very well be. Yep, good point. Again, hadn't thought about it in that aspect, that bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But it shows that, you know, it's like you, you might be able to kill one of us when we're by ourselves, but mm. if we're together, you're no, you know, nobody yeah. can defeat us. Does also. that mean the one brother that died was the lone wolf? <sighs> Couldn't outrun the arrow. I, I don't know what to think about <laughs> about that guy. He was just he was a plot point, and they used yeah they him never really and, utilized that character particularly well. Not really. Like, I oh, always... we got the other one to go full psychic, so. Uh... Let's just make this one like emotional cue for Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, I yeah. was. I really thought they were going to do more with him. I was very. I can't remember his first name. That's how bad it is. Um, John Sansa area plot point. Yeah. Plot points. Yeah. <laughs> plot point Stark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a shame you weren't plot armor Stark. That's John. Sorry, <laughs> you gotta go. Um, See, I, was, I thought they were going to do something with him because he was saying he was seeing his dad down in the crypt. So I was like, mm. oh, he's the guy who sees dead people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he has some magic information from the land of the dead. Like he's going to be the one that, yeah, communicates with Ned or something strange or some weird. But, or like he's a necromancer and he brings people back. Or, or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. But now. Like he, was it, uh, he brings back Lady Stonehearts. Like that's how yeah, he she brings was back his mom. Yeah. That would have been awesome. He nope. went full metal alchemist. Nope. And said, yep, you just get an arrow in the chest. A couple, about three or four arrows and you you die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Serpentine motion, man. That's yes, all man. you had to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get to the big, the ending scene, the final scene. The wall finally falls. Um, we kind of knew this was coming, obviously, yeah. by the end of the last episode. Um, it starts off with just Barrack and Tormund at the top of the wall. And suddenly the dead finally emerge outside the gate. And shortly thereafter, sure enough. Yeah. Giant ice dragon. Well, is it? See, I don't think it, it's, it is actually fire. Yeah. yeah I it's think just, it's a, he has that kind of bluish blue sort of thing. Yeah. I think it's a blue flame. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was an awesome scene, obviously. Uh, blue flame dragon with the neck. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. Dragon. Yeah. I mean, like. It only really took like three minutes to just like destroy that entire fucking wall. If that, yeah, it, it probably could have done it shorter because he just does like a real quick flyby at first. Yeah, and well, then, didn't they say it, like it was built by dragon magic? It was built by the magic of the the um, what do they call them? The little sprites. Um, um, On the wall, the ones? tree tree um, children of the forest. They helped build it with the first men or something like that. Oh, I thought it was built by dragon magic. Mm-hmm. It could have been. Maybe it I don't remember I hearing thought that about was that. Whole... I don't know, but they could never get past it. That there was magic that, that built it, and yeah, but yeah, yeah, just fire burnt the fire whole fire brought it down. down pretty damn quick. Right. To your point, but from a dragon, from a yeah. dragon, right? A dead dragon, yeah, but a dragon nonetheless. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was everything I thought it was going to be because we knew it was coming. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Odd question, like, so I've heard some people say they actually, you can see bits of, like, Barrack and Torrent actually getting away from the wall, but I don't know if that's actually the case, because I, well, I saw it and I didn't really notice it. All you see is them kind of get thrown kind of far back to one end of the wall, mm. so I think they might survive, and if they did, they're on the part of the wall that's still standing, because they right. only took a section right. out. Right, it looked, it looked to me like when you see in those movies where, like, the staircase is falling... And the, the people jump from one side of the staircase 
to the other, and as they're jumping to the other mm. side of the staircase, the other part falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Like it looked like they had jumped to the part that was still standing, and mm-hmm. the rest of it fell. Yeah. Okay. So I think they're still alive. The other thing yeah. is, can they get to a raven in time? But if Danny can fly all the way from Dragonstone to north of the wall, like we're in a day, within a day or half a day, then it's not going to take. Yeah, the Night King on a dragon Granny, to the next big city within an hour he's, or two. He's got to wait for his marching army, but still, it's. I mean, they're going to be at Winterfell. Yeah, the army is really going to slow everything down. How many? The, how yeah. many giants did they have? At least three. Yeah. I saw. I mean, dear Lord. Yeah, they are completely fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And when they find out they've got a dead dragon, which they still don't know about, <laughs> it's it's going to be the apocalypse. Yeah. So I think uh, that dead dragon's going to be cool and that you're going to have like a fucking dog fight next a dragon, summer. Yeah, yeah, dragon versus dragon. Yeah. yeah. Like you're yeah. going to have like the two dragons facing off with the dead dragon. And yeah. that's going to be pretty fucking awesome because it's going to be like an aerial battle. Now, see, I can see the one dragon going down, and I can see the lead dragon, Drago, kicking its ass because yeah. he's the strongest of the three. Yeah. So, I mean, be, that, or he may not even attack it at all. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I imagine there's going to be a fucking aerial fight. If you have dragons on both sides, wouldn't you do an aerial fight? Yeah, I would. I totally would. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, like, why wouldn't you fucking do that? Like, this is the only time like you're going to have an option in Game of Thrones where you have both sides with a fucking you know air force <laughs> of course you're gonna fucking do it it's gonna be awesome um it's gonna be all cgi but it'll be awesome copy all right real quick predictions gentlemen you guys got any thoughts about what might happen next season and we're not talking about just like the uh, air battle that that's other than the air battle that's one uh i do think you're probably gonna see pretty much them dealing with the white walkers in the first half of the season and then going back to reconquer king's landing okay like Either that or in the process of, like, dealing with the White Walkers, Cersei's actually dumb enough to actually just, say, fucking send her army north to attack them. Okay. Which would, once again, be a fucking horrible plan, but it is possible. Okay. Brian, predictions? Yeah, Fanny? Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll get the, uh, I think we'll, we will get the full circle on the whole Three-Eyed Raven thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're going to, obviously, gonna find out that he's a Targaryen. Yep. Um, I think that we're actually going to find out that uh, going back in the lineage that the Night King is actually a Targaryen. Okay. Which is the reason why he can ride a dragon. Why he... Because he can control it because it's dead or whatever. Okay. I think it's because... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else? Want to talk about? Okay. Um, my prediction is a lot of shit's going to happen. You're going to see... Um, I think they're going to they're gonna lose. Mm. And they're going to fall back. They're going to fall back to probably King's Landing, mm. where Cersei will have her army there. What's left will go on. I think you might see the, uh, they got this uh, uh, prophecy of this uh, Azor on high prophecy. Mm. There's videos about the it on that was promised. Facebook, the prince that was promised. We keep hearing about that. I think whether it's John, whether it's Jamie, whether it's somebody we don't know about yet, I think you're going to see that. I think John's sword is part of uh all the swords are part of azor's sword mm-hmm. so oath keeper um uh, um the uh the widow's uh um whale widow's whale uh the uh the sword that um long claw long claw which is john's now and uh the other one that um 
that Sam has. Mm, I don't remember. What I remember that, that one. So I think they're going to have to re, uh, remeld the swords back together into one. And luckily, you just happen to have uh, what's his name, who's a weaponsmith, the last, oh, the yeah. last Baratheon, the Baratheon bastard. Mm. I think he'll put them back together. I think that is what the weapon that they'll have to use to kill the Night King. Yeah, giant fucking sword. Yeah, man. it would. And I think you might even see maybe his axe will be a part of that too. That axe you like so much. What you on Greyjoy's axe? Maybe it's Valerian steel. We don't know yet. I don't. It hasn't hinted at it. It so. could be. Anyway, it would be kind of cool if that was part of it too. Yeah. Then you have that be like the base part of the sword. I, anyway, just a thought. I'm just trying to think of like how heavy that sword would be because well, like yeah. you would have to have like pretty much a giant wielding it at that. Point. Well, it's mad. It's magical. Number one. So they okay. actually think somebody's. So anyway, in, in order to get in order to get this sword to work, hmm. he he made he made the sword three times. First two times it failed, hmm. and the only way he got it to work the third time is he he threw his sword through his beloved, hmm. and they think that this person's soul is in the sword. Okay, and that's it's still in the the. Some people think that it's in um, like the fragments of the sword, or is it was in the fragments, or is part of it is in John's sword because they say that. Oh, I, the, I, the I, eyes I, opened on the but, the... but the guys in the show said that was just the... I know. just the glare. They could be playing it down, too. True. So, I think you're, you're going to see something with that. You're obviously going to see Danny and John. I'm not sure which way that's going to go hmm. or how that's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I think John's going to be the one wielding the sword, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that's got to get to happen. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of shit going down because, yeah. like, you look at the seven episodes we had this season, mm-hmm. it was fucking jam-packed. I can't imagine what sort of, like, shit they're trying to, like, actually fit into the next season. Because mm-hmm. you have to more or less wrap up fights with two giant armies. I've heard that some of the episodes are going to be two-hour movies, like, two hours long. Oh, I could see it. So, I mean, with only seven episodes, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Of course... You know, I didn't think they'd do what they did this season in the time lot that they yeah, did they, either. They really moved the season very quickly. Very quickly. Um, so, all right, uh, real quick, uh, we'll end with, uh, well, actually, we haven't been doing final thoughts, but since it's the end of the season, let's talk about our final thoughts on season seven. All right, Brian, your final thought on season seven of Game of Thrones. Um, I, I'd give it an A. I mean, that was this was a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it was jam packed. There was so much stuff going on here. A lot of loose ends got tied up. We got breaking down of the wall, so now we're actually going to see a battle. We're not just waiting for winter to come; it's already here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for next season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd give it an A as well. I mean, this is just so jam packed. Like, I really feel like even if there were another couple episodes, like kind of pace it out a bit better it could have covered a lot of the same stuff kind of gone to like added a little bit here and there but overall like with the time constraints they did for this it was just amazingly well done and you had some amazing battles and as i've said a couple times before like you've introduced like a couple weapons here and there that are just fucking gorgeous in comparison to a lot of stuff we've had in previous seasons yeah not only do you have your on Greyjoy's axe you have the baratheon bastard's warhammer and just mm-hmm. some amazing stuff that's you know really been added just like little details here and there that have really been you know nice additions mm-hmm. um i will also I actually give this season an a plus um i agree with you i would like to see a little bit more in depth but we're only having seven episodes they really made up for those other three 
we finally got to see the dragon in action against. I mean, this I felt like this whole season was one giant payoff. This was like yeah, what we've been waiting for for six yeah six like years. They wrapped up so much of this season. Yeah, I mean, we got you know we got some deaths where we wanted. We got some more deaths where we wanted. We got a, it feels like we, we they put the. They really put the Starks back together again as much as they could. We've seen that come full circle. Mm. Uh, you know, we're seeing it was just a real fulfillment this season uh, on a lot of levels, and a lot of, and not one episode can I say was bad. Yeah. In this entire season, so uh, definitely an A plus for me. And um, actually, about just to add to your weapons thing and that sword, wouldn't it be cool if each um, each family had to give a piece of that in order to beat the like the five kings, or yeah, so more you, of the five kings had to unite against so like maybe, the one night king. Yeah, so maybe even that Warhammer was actually from his dad, and that's also the way. I mean, it's a bit Voltron-y, but I, well, I see where yeah. you're going. That's what I was say. But, it, but it, it, it represents uniting. You yeah. have to be united in order to... You have to, to unite against the greater evil. Evil, yeah, 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 kind of thing. But yeah, it is the Voltron. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway. All right, guys, well, thanks... Oh, uh, <coughs> there's no eye of that. What was it? Thunder? Eye of Thunder? Is that right? Yeah, sword. Yeah, uh, eye of Thunder. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And uh, this is Brian. Uh, real quick, where can you find uh, Four Midwest Guys? I was forget to do this. Uh, just go to uh, www.4midwestguys.com. That's, again, that's the number four, midwestguys.com. One more time, the number four, midwestguys.com. There you can find our iTunes, our uh, links to our Facebook, our Twitter accounts, our Podbean account. Everything's right there to like, follow, and subscribe, as well as our podcasts are there as well, all in chronological order or categorized at the top with the links. So make sure you stop by and uh, check us out. Um, it may be a while before we're back. Um, I'm hearing it might be a year and a half. Yeah, it's probably going to be a while for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Our other podcast will be here all the time. Yep, so make sure you check us out. So uh, until next time, uh, this is B. Willie saying we will catch you later.